The Flames finish just two points out of the playoff picture, and success has never felt further away. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Lockdown Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and I could not be more excited to be here and talk about Game 82 and the end of the season with you. And if you're new here, hi, hello, uh, welcome. This is Lockdown Flames, and you can find Lockdown Flames wherever you get your podcasts. And we are available on YouTube for free 99 as well. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. Today we are going to talk about uh, just the ick um, <laughs> of finishing the season and being two points out of a playoff spot and how you had multiple, multiple, multiple opportunities to uh, not be two points out of a playoff spot and you can never pick yourself up. And then, of course, we're going to talk about Daryl Sutter's extension Uh and apparently the, the figure that came along with that, as well as Matthew Coronado and Dustin Wolf's NHL debut against the Sharks. But before we do that, I'm just here to remind you that we're here for you, your team every day in the Calgary Flames offseason. There is so much to dissect that it's not going to be a quick two-week thing and done. It's going to probably be a while because... This team just went through so much turmoil in the last offseason, and you expected more from this roster, and that's okay. And uh, so make sure you're subscribed, because we're going to be here for you every day. So <laughs> let's let's start off on a good note, though. Let's kick it off with the debuts and Nikita Zadorov's hat trick. But Justin Wolf and Matthew Coronado both made their NHL debut against the San Jose Sharks in a 3-1 to win. Both had good games. You know, I think it's pretty good that Dustin Wolf went out there and allowed one goal on 24 shots. So, you know, 23 saves is, is pretty good, right? Um, it was great to see the Flames limit the Sharks to um, just one goal and obviously limiting those shots. But Matthew Coronado had four shots on goal. Both sets of parents were in the stand for the rookies. And I just... It doesn't take the sting away from how awful and painful this season was, but it does kind of make you feel a little bit better about knowing what's ahead. Uh, you know, I thought putting Coronado and Pelletier on a line centered by Kadri was a good call. I think that that uh, shows a little bit of uh, flexibility in Daryl Sutter. I don't think that he would have put them, I think, and I do not think that he would have put them on there um, had he not wanted to. If he felt like his hand was forced, he probably would have just stuck them on the fourth line and moved Pellet or moved Lucic and Lewis up. Like there's no there there it, it was something to look forward to. Okay, right? <laughs> but you can't run this back until obviously next. Or this coming October. That, that is a ways away. We are in April. That is seven months away. So while there there are still some, 
you know, very big, heavy, looming questions surrounding the Flames this offseason, you can also look on the bright side and say, hey, these guys have gotten their taste of the NHL and we've seen them perform at the NHL level. We didn't always get to see that. Uh, You know, it took a long time for, you know, Matthew Phillips to even get like two games in, right? So it's not the end of the world. (laughs) At least I don't think that the Flames are not in the playoffs. Uh, The Calgary Wranglers are, and they are there. I would assume they're going to make a deep run because of uh, guys like, Dustin Wolf and Matthew Phillips and Jacob Pelletier and uh, Jeremy Poirier and Poirier Poirier. Um, there's just there's a lot to look forward to, and it feels very blech right now. Uh, that's really how I would just describe it. I feel like it just feels kind of gross. Like when you wake up, if you've ever woken up with a hangover, and you're just like, all of my bad decisions have come back and bit me in the butt at this very moment. I think a lot of us have been there and I feel like that's kind of where this season ended is like, uh, all right, like you hit the brakes and you wake up, you're like, Oh my God, that is what I did. And the expectations were high for this team and it didn't, didn't work out. Didn't turn out that way, but you do still have the flames next year. And I think that it, it it's just something you look forward to, okay? Like, be excited about it. Be excited about the, they're finally playing young <laughs> younger guys. And I, I would expect Matthew Coronado to go back to Harvard. Um, I don't I don't see him making the jump to the league. I think that he probably wants to wrap up. Uh, he'll be a junior at least his junior year at Harvard. So that'll be interesting. But, you know, you do have Dustin Wolf just playing out of his mind, out of his mind with the Wranglers. And you get to watch a deep playoff run from them. And you get to look at um, Pelletier and Phillips and watch them continue their development because it's not over. Just because you make your NHL debut – it doesn't mean all development stops, right? You got to keep pushing forward. And coming up next, we are going to talk about the Flames <laughs> finishing just two points out of a playoff spot. But before we do that, I want to tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is a delicious tasting protein bar that everyone needs in their life. They come in a variety of flavors and they are covered in 100% real chocolate. And now they aren't they aren't exclusive to online anymore. You can find them in Sam's Club and Walmart in the pharmacy section, and you can still get your specialty flavors at Built.com. And you can head to your nearest Walmart today and walk to the pharmacy section and grab a box of Built Bars, and they have a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate bar, or a coconut puff. And Sam's Club has your 13-bar box with hit flavors such as Brownie batter puff and churro puff. And you can absolutely thank me later. You are getting a high protein, low calorie, low sugar snack. And it tastes just like a candy bar. So try it out and let me know how you like it. Thanks everyone for hanging out with me on today's episode of Locked on Flames. You can follow me on Twitter at JustBelmosto. Throughout the season, we talked about this team needing to kind of 
overcome and pulling up their big boy pants and saying, we have to get it together. They never did. <laughs> they never did. It, it took a very long time for them to even complete a come from behind win. That isn't something that should take, uh, what was it? 79? No, it was like 72 games, I think. Like 73, 74, somewhere around there. Um, games to complete because it just is not, that's not how you win. <laughs> you know, this team finally learned about their resiliency and their level of um, just what they had in them, what how big the dog in them was, and it was way too late when it happened. 31-goal game losses with 17 overtime losses does not sit well with anyone, and it shouldn't sit well. You know, you can sit here and say, well, you know, they just didn't have the offense. They didn't have the finishes. But they, in other ways, they found a way. And I think it's just so unbelievable to think that they did not have a come-from-behind win until last week against Vancouver. That's how long it took. The scene is, The season is now over. It is game, you know, 82 was yesterday. Exit interviews are tomorrow. What, like... What happened? What happened for there to be such a big disconnect? There was such a big disconnect in this team from, you know, last year to this year. And I don't necessarily think it's because just because of uh, players changing and roster turnover, because, you know, most teams kind of start to click after a little bit. And this team never really did. And, you know, they were, they all hung out outside of practice and camp and things like that in games because they would go they would host Christmas they would host birthday parties they would do bowling nights like this team was a close-knit team but it didn't translate to the ice in which we talked about yesterday comes down to their level of preparation why could they go out there and beat good teams but they couldn't find a way to beat Chicago <laughs> Anaheim the Sharks, you know, it it took them too long to figure out who they were. I mean, they still don't really know who they are, but as a team, I think, like, they just are lacking any sort of identity. And other than a group of veterans and some unlucky prospects, really, but two points. Come on. You had 31 goal games that you couldn't have figured out. You had 17 Overtime losses. 17. You turn three of those into wins, whether it be regulation or not. Um, you are going to the playoffs. And we would not be having this conversation. This offseason, you know, there's going to be a shift in things. I, I would really hate to believe that things are just going to stay the same within the Flames organization because there is not much <laughs> of a reason why it should stay the same. You know, a lot of times players or teams rather, after they don't meet expectations, they're, they're switching up the personnel. They are absolutely, absolutely doing something to kind of rejuvenate, give and give their team a facelift essentially and I don't I don't think that the personnel will be the same 
I know that coming up next, we're going to talk more about Daryl Sutter's um, contract, but it is so confusing to me (laughs) how this team did this, how this team was able to give us nothing. They gave us absolutely nothing. You know, you can look back at the season and say, you know, like they're, they, but they were in a playoff spot at this point in time, but they aren't. They aren't now. They are packing their houses, gathering their stuff. They have exit interviews tomorrow and are probably on their way back to Sweden Monday morning at the latest or wherever they live. I feel like half the team is from Sweden. They spend their summer in Sweden, right? But the with the exit interviews being tomorrow, who's going to come up and say, like, we sucked, We absolutely sucked. Uh, We did everything we could, but there weren't many opportunities for us to get better, to have better uh, practices or to have better special teams work. Because I don't see any of the any of the players doing that. Uh, Could Lucic? I mean, maybe since he's not coming back, but I think that he is a Sutter guy through and through. It's not, it's just, it's not going to happen. I, I don't see a world in which a player or multiple players are like, yeah, this was a really bad season for us. You know, this could have gone better, but we did everything we could, but it didn't feel reciprocated from behind the bench. And you could tell there was the start of a disconnect, I think, when... <laughs> When Sutter just refused to play Matthew Phillips and Jacob Pelletier when they were both called up for like 11 games and neither of them were seeing any ice time at that point. And Sutter was like, yeah, you know, you just have to kind of like hang out with the big club before you just get like tossed into it. Um, Which I mean is true, but then you have Tree Living saying like, no, I've been pushing for this. And you know, again, that's something we talked about yesterday. There has to be a clear differential between general manager and coach, but they have to be philosophically aligned. Otherwise, you're going to get what you got with the Flames this year. The two points hurts, and it, it does not change the fact that, <laughs> that the Flames flamed themselves, but it definitely – it just – you know, there were so many games left on the table there. 31 goal games. 17 overtime losses. There were a lot of opportunities for the Calgary Flames. And the exit interviews are pretty much going to be the same thing as they were last year. Not even last year, because last year they made the playoffs. But the year before that, so the 56-game season. And then the bubble season or I guess the bubble playoffs. And then the year before that was the year that they played Colorado or the, no, was it the Avalanche? I can't remember if it was the Avalanche or Arizona. Um, I don't think it was Arizona, but it's just the tumultuous ride that the Flames fans have been on for the last, really probably their entire lives um, is frustrating. And I can see why people are upset. I absolutely understand. And I, you know, I, I sympathize, sympathize with you. And coming up next, 
going to talk a little bit more about Eric Francis reporting on Daryl Sutter's uh, supposed contract and uh, the figures surrounding the contract. But before we do that, let's talk about money with game time. Have you ever been looking for last minute tickets and you're just like scouring every possible <laughs> way to get tickets? Well, I have news for you because the game time app offers you the best prices and they are competing with other buyers for popular events and they just make the hunting a lot less work. You can browse through the game time app and talk about upcoming events in your area, which I mean, like for me, I think uh, right now the flames, <laughs> the Bruins are going to be hitting the ice soon for the playoffs. And I might just treat myself to a nice little trip and uh, go see the Bruins play. Right. And you too can get your last minute tickets and on the game time app today and download the game time app create an account and use code locked on nhl for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account on on the game time app and redeem code locked on nhl for twenty dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed and thanks, everyone, for hanging out with me here today on Locked on Flames. Make sure you're following me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto this morning. Listen, I woke up and I was like, the season's over. The season's over. It stinks. There's no playoffs, but the, the never-ending season, <laughs> the dread I felt every time I would turn on the television to watch a Flames game, I don't have to deal with that anymore. I don't have to deal with it this season. Uh, and the dread of seeing Eric Francis on my television set for intermission reports is no more either, but he is on my Twitter timeline. Uh, this morning, I was I woke up walking from my car into my, into my office and I see that Eric Francis tweeted, he tweeted out basically saying that uh, Sutter has like $8 million on the table with this deal uh, in his remaining two years. And there's just no way he would walk away from it, which I mean, I think is fair. $8 million is a, it's a good portion of money. No one in their right mind is walking away from that. No one in their right mind is ever walking away from that kind of money. And I I don't blame Sutter for not doing that. I don't because I think that it is very um, absolutely possible that um, they kind of maybe shift his role a little bit. I mean, I don't know. I can't think of a coach off the top of my head right now that came in and shifted roles eventually within the same organization. I know it's happened from organization to organization, but could Daryl Sutter just kind of say, hey, you know, I, I want to just take it easy. I'm getting older. It takes a giant toll on my body to um, to travel. I don't think that Daryl Sutter is going to go into, you know, this summer and go hang out with, like, the owners and, like, do rich people things and be like, hey, I want a new job with the organization. I don't think he's going to show up to the 
well, I should say 4th of July barbecue, but they don't have 4th of July barbecues up in Canada. Are, are they going to have like a summer cookout and Daryl Sutter is not going to show up with like his cooler of Bud Light, his slabs of steak that he promised from, you know, the fresh farm. Does he have like slaughtered cows? I don't know. Anyways, regardless, and place that and say, hey, hi, like, thanks for hosting us. Oh, by the way, like I quit. I am resigning. No, that's not happening either. I think that Daryl Sutter is absolutely going to talk to his family. I think that traveling for 40 something games a year is exhausting. Um, that it, it is brutal. I mean, granted, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a professional athlete and I don't pretend to play one on this podcast, but I feel like it has to be tiring to be an older coach and who's, you know, who played through a lot and who was coached and traveled for a long time. Like, don't you want to rest? Are you tired? And I get it. Like, no one in hockey is ever going to admit that, like, it took a toll on them because that's just considered, quote unquote, weak. But I think that it, you know, it's something that him and his wife are probably going to talk about. Does he want to be at home more? Um, does he really just kind of want to stay in Calgary and, you know, shift into back into an advising role because he, he did what he could with this lineup. And there's, there's no way the flames can say, ah, yes, things will be so much different next year with the same coach and the same roster, because that's just not how it works. Um, You know, you can't do the same thing time and time again, and then expect it to work because that is just insanity and I, I hope that someday we read about this in someone's book. Maybe it'll be Huberto's book. About the day he found out he was being drained to Calgary in his first year as a flame. Daryl Sutter's not walking away from $8 million. I don't know if they can. I mean, I'm sure they can. They're, this is a multi-billion dollar or corporation, right? Like the NHL. Um, I'm sure that they, it is possible for them to be like, okay, like you're not coaching anymore. Why don't we shift you into this role and just bring up uh, Mitch Love or hire Andrew Burnett. Uh, Burnett, you have to think of different ways to get players going. And it's not going to be the guy that said your star player was taking the crap on the toilet. Uh, and that's why he missed a shift. Or it's not going to be the guy saying... Uh, <laughs> that putting it's not gonna be the guy that put Nick Ritchie out there in that shootout it is not going to be Nick Ritchie uh so I, I don't think Daryl Sutter is the guy anymore um he can stay with the organization as long as he wants I don't care as long as it's just not behind the bench coaching this team that I have to talk about every single day and thank you everyone so much for hanging out with me here on Locked on Flames as always I'm your host Jess Belmosto and you can find the show wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well Remember to uh, make sure those notifications are on. And of course, you're tuning in every day when, when you can. We have a lot of great off-season content planned because it's, it's going to be a massive dissection of an 82-game season. Because that's what it needs. It needs, it needs just that. And <laughs> I will see you tomorrow. And I will be back with Nick to talk more about the painful, painful ending to this season.